0: I want to tell you an Advent story. Many of you are probably familiar with the Christmas Truce of 1914 on the Western Front during World War I. In the first year of that war, the Germans and the British were engaged in some of the bloodiest fighting leading up to Christmas. On Christmas Day, across the miles long line, there was peace peace, and soccer. Here's the account from Lieutenant Johannes Niemann, 133rd Royal Saxon Regiment, from Christmas Day of 1914. He writes, the mist was slow to clear, and suddenly my orderly threw himself into my dugout to say that both the German and Scottish soldiers had come out of their trenches and were fraternizing along the front. I grabbed my binoculars and, looking cautiously over the parapet, saw the incredible sight of our soldiers exchanging cigarettes, schnapps, and chocolate with the enemy. Later, a Scottish soldier appeared with a football, which seemed to come from nowhere, and a few minutes later, a real football match got underway. The Scots marked their goal mouths with their strange caps, and we did the same with ours. It was far from easy to play on the frozen ground, but we continued, keeping rigorously to the rules, despite the fact that it only lasted an hour and that we had no referee. A great many of the passes went wide, but all the amateur footballers, although they must have been very tired, played with huge enthusiasm. Us Germans really roared when a gust of wind revealed that the Scots wore no drawers under their kilts, (laughs) and hooted and whistled every time they caught an impudent glimpse of one posterior belonging to one of yesterday's enemies. But after an hour's play, when our commanding officer heard about it, he sent an order that we must stop. A little later, we drifted back to our trenches And the fraternization ended. The game finished with a score of three goals to two in favor of Fritz against Tommy. Another young British soldier named Lieutenant Albert Wyatt wrote how everybody on each side walked out to the middle of the two firing lines and shaking hands wished each other a Merry Christmas. To our surprise we found we were fighting men old enough to be our fathers And they told us they had had enough of the war, as they were nearly all married men. We finished up in the same old way, kicking a football about between the two firing lines. So, football in the firing line between the British and Germans is the truth, as I was one that played. British and German soldiers playing a game of football in no man's land along the Western Front on Christmas Day of 1914. The prophet Isaiah himself could barely have imagined the new creation in more vivid terms. As much as you know I love baseball, soccer, or for the majority world, football, is truly the Catholic sport. Soccer is the universal sport. Nothing quite gathers the nations like the World Cup. The Christmas truce of 1914 is not just a Christmas story. It's also an Advent story. Christians are Advent people. Advent means anticipating the second coming of Christ. The liturgical season that we call Advent is not a time for pretending that Jesus hasn't already come so that we can act more surprised on Christmas Day. Advent is the time of preparation for the second coming of Christ, our rightful King, who will come again in glory as the Son of Man to judge the living and the dead. These are what Jesus' parables about his coming are pointing us towards. The season of Advent, much like a friendly game of soccer, anticipates the universal destiny of the human race, which is peaceable communion with God and one another. It's a summons to come join in a friendly game of football that renews the face of the earth as it is played. Advent people believe that because it happened once, it can and it will happen again. Advent is the time to kick aside the works of darkness and to put on the uniform of light, which is the Lord Jesus Another 19-year-old private at the front named Ernie Williams reported that they took their coats off, some of them, and put them down as goalposts. There would be at least a, a couple hundred taking part. No referee. We didn't need a referee for that kind of a game. It was like playing as a kid in the streets, kicking the ball about. There was no score, no tally at all. When the prophet Isaiah says that the Lord shall judge between the nations and impose terms on many people to instruct us in his ways. He's foretelling a God who will come not as a warrior, as other prophets describe the Lord, but God who will come as a referee. The Lord is the one who will decide with wisdom and understanding, who will administer justice with the words in his mouth Rather than a sword in his hand, God stepped in to referee the match between the British and the Germans. The commanding officers of earth had their chance and they failed. The gospel describes how on the day of judgment, two men will be out in the field and one will be taken and one will be left. It's an image of God fielding his team, if you will. There's plenty of room on God's roster, but who will be ready when he comes? God wants players, not observers, judges, or critics. God comes looking for players. Our task is not to worry or to wonder about who will be chosen, but to stay awake, to look alive, and to keep playing until the last whistle. We're not ready to play if we're consumed with what Romans uh, calls promiscuity and lust and rivalry and jealousy, all things that distract us from keeping our heads in the game. The Lord seeks men and women who are ready to turn guns into goalposts, bombs into balls. This is Advent, football in the firing line. It's the way that God instructs us in his ways so that we may walk in his paths. If there's an ancient grudge or a conflict, maybe in your family, we might stop trying to be the referee or maybe even stop keeping score and trying to win. As the saying goes, play stupid games and you win stupid prizes. The prize of eternal redemption is the only prize truly worth competing for in this life. The Eucharist then is like our World Cup the eucharist is the world cup in which we all participate it's the chalice of salvation the sacrament of unity that we celebrate to advance the peace and salvation of all the world it's the source and the summit of our striving when we eat this bread and drink this cup we proclaim your death o lord until you come again the eucharist is about advent the eucharist strengthens our spirits with the resolve to run forth to meet Christ with righteous deeds at his coming so that gathered at his right hand, we may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. This heavenly kingdom we await with Advent hope is a new heavens and a new earth in which God turns our no man's land into a house of prayer for all people. God is building us a new city. A stadium built of light and living stones, where people of every nation shall gather and play before the Lord and never grow tired. It's a place where fraternization never ends. Jesus is coming. You and I must learn to play soccer.